Hello, this is Tobias Salinger, Senior Editor of Financial Planning. Welcome to the featured audio interview of our 35th Annual Financial Planning IBD Elite Survey of the Largest Independent Broker-Dealers in Wealth Management. With our central theme of this year's feature, What is an IBD?, we're looking at how firms are redefining themselves and questioning their own identities amid the coronavirus and other dramatic changes accelerating in recent years. And right now, we're speaking with an executive at one of the wealth management companies that's on the cutting edge of these changes, Chris Chester, the chief operating officer of Austin, Texas-based Kestra Financial. Thanks so much for taking time for us. It's my pleasure, Toby. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. So let's start with what is Kestra? With about 2,500 advisors across Kestra and its subsidiaries and capital backing by majority owner Warburg Pincus, what is the structure of Kestra? Yeah, so Kestra Financial is, um, yes, you mentioned that that we um, are now partnered with Warburg Pincus as our majority owner, also included in kind of the Kestra company of families um, is Kester Private Wealth Services, which primarily serves the warehouse breakaway segment. Uh, we also um, have Arden Trust Company, um, Blue Spring Wealth Partners, which um, is kind of our owned firm channel, and then um, HBEC, which is a smaller broker-dealer wealth management firm um, that's located in the Washington, D.C. area. Yes, and it is a challenging time, operationally speaking, uh, with the coronavirus. Uh, what was the most challenging aspect um, of uh, Kestra's operations during the coronavirus? I think most firms um, realized both a challenge and an opportunity to um, kind of reevaluate, restructure um, the way they were operating. Specifically for Kestra, um, the morning of March 16th, we were in the office working as usual. And then um, that afternoon uh, at about 1 p.m., we had transitioned the firm 99% to working from home. Um, our other affiliated companies um, did the same thing. We did have a suspected case of the virus, um, still unconfirmed, but we realized that the employee safety and security um, and health was most important. So we very quickly transitioned to a work from home environment. It is something that we had been prepared for for a while. So I could not have been more pleased with how seamless the transition went. Um, the teams were ready, the employees embraced it. We had the technology in place. Um, the service levels that we were delivering to our advisors really didn't miss a beat. Um, I actually was a bit surprised myself at how smooth it was. I'm surprised, but also very pleased. We, you know, at the same time, our, um, or many of our advisors were in the same type of transition. So I think they expected some bumps in the road. Um, and the feedback that we received from them is that um, not only has the service levels, you know, uh, not only have we maintained the service levels, but some of them have even commented um, that were even more available uh, and that service has improved. So um, again, I couldn't be more pleased with how the firm responded to that and how the employees have embraced the new really work from home challenges. 
Uh, we are still in a mostly remote working situation right now. We do have a handful of employees that come into the office to perform the type of tasks that, that are not able to perform remote. Um, but we are still remote and we will remain um, in this environment until we believe that it is you know, safe for our employees to return. Now, I heard someone say that this crisis turned operations into the it skill to have in the business world today. Um, would you agree with that statement? And was it always that way? Well, I think that operational roles have been undervalued for quite some time. I've I've been in operations in some form or fashion um, for over 30 years. And um I've also been on the business side of, of um, you know, of the equation. And, um, you know, it's interesting, folks that are on the business side, I think, don't fully appreciate operations until something does go wrong. Um, they just expect everything to, you know, work well then until it doesn't. And then they really appreciate the value that operations folks provide. So I don't know that the roles are any uh, more important today. I would say that perhaps the... Um, importance of the skills and what operations, um, and I will also put technology into the bucket, you know, I, I think maybe the skills are just more appreciated. And just to take that a step further, um, you know, really our, our promise to our advisors is to serve them well. And it's really important to have the right type of individual in those service and operations role, because at the end of the day, that's what defines your delivery. And they're the ones who have to deliver on your promise to the advisors, because if you're not able to deliver solid operations and solid service, then um, there's really very little value that you're able to provide to those that you serve. So um, yes, the skills are important as they've always been. And I think they're more appreciated now in the current environment. How many corporate employees does Kestra have? Um, but more importantly, what's the structure of that um, advisor support? Um, how does your team set that up for, for success across those 2,500 advisory practices? At Kestra Financial, um, all located here in the Austin area, we have over 250 employees that prior to the pandemic were coming into the office every day. We have structured our support model and uh, I will speak specifically for the service teams, um, an advisor would be aligned to one of three dedicated service teams. And the individuals on the teams are the ones who answer the phone when an advisor has a question or needs help. Those that open the accounts, folks that provide uh, kind of a, a, a more specialized advisory support and operations, uh, advisor or, or rather um, advertising compliance review, sales supervision, all these individuals are aligned to one service team. And it's the same individuals that serve the advisors day in and day out. And this really resonates with, you know, the more, uh, I guess, the higher end, uh, more sophisticated advisors that Kestra is fortunate enough to serve because their needs are a little bit different, right, than, than the lower producers. And so working with the same individuals day in and day out allows the service team to really get to know the advisor, to know their business, to know what they're doing on a day in and day out basis so that when the advisor calls them, they don't have to explain themselves who they are, what they're trying to accomplish. 
when we are in the office, these individuals, they all sit together so they can have real life conversations about what's going on in a particular advisor's office. If the situation is a bit more complex, they can you know, tap their coworker or their supervisor on the shoulder and get assistance. You know, the goal is to you know, answer the phone quickly. Um, time is money. We don't want the advisors having to wait uh, for someone to pick up the phone and then to deliver you know, the right answer every time um, um, so that the advisor does not have to, uh, you know, I guess the term is um, dollar for dollars, right? They call in trying to get the right answer, the answer that they want. Um, we commit to delivering the right answer um, quickly um, so that the advisor can spend less time uh, um, in support and more time in front of their clients. Yes, you brought up a, a, a range of areas where uh, where Kestra is supporting um, advisors from a compliance point of view specifically. How much of that burden can you take off of advisors' plates? I'd say we take off um, the majority of that of that burden um, by you know being very clear um, in 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 policy setting and giving the advisors the procedures and the tools. Um, that they need to stay compliant. You know, as you know, it's a very complex industry, a lot of rules and regulations. You know, I have a, a banking background, and I thought banking was highly regulated until you know I joined wealth management. Uh, and so, there's a lot for the advisors to to know. Um, there are so many things that they have to remember to stay compliant, and you know, they do want to be compliant. And so, it's our job to ensure that they. Um, that they know what to do, that we have the right policies and procedures, and that we have the controls in place and the oversight in place in the home office to help them stay compliant. And that's really how we view compliance is it's, it's a partnership between Kestra and the advisor. And um, it is another part of the value proposition that we provide. So, um, you know, we can't be we can't ensure that the advisors are 100% compliant. Obviously, without their partnership, so our goal is just you know set policy, communicate, provide the oversight, and um, to keep them abreast of the uh, very rapidly changing regulatory environment. Excellent. Well, th this has been a, a really informative conversation um, about how Kestra is uh, serving its advisors with a, with a value proposition um, in these changing times, uh, both in terms of the regulatory side and uh, this public health and um, economic crisis uh, we find ourselves in. Um, now, I mentioned at the top uh, that we'll be including this episode of our FP podcast in our annual IBD Elite feature story on the state of independent broker dealers. Um, I wanted to wrap up by touching again on this year's theme. We're examining the question of what exactly is an IBD? Um, we think it's much more than BD registration and 1099 employee status for advisors these days. So to wrap up, how would you answer that question? So Kester Financial really considers themselves, in addition to being an independent broker-dealer, um, a comprehensive wealth management firm. I would say the, the sound bites are that we enable financial professionals to operate independently and to serve their clients in 
the way that best suits their business and their client's business. We provide then the operational support, service, technology, compliance. We provide all of that so that the advisors can focus on what they do really well and what adds most value to their business and most importantly to their clients. It's the financial advice that they deliver. It's the product shelf that they offer. It's the technology solutions that are available to their clients and to them to to serve their clients well. Um, And we're here to provide that to them. You know, advisors are fiercely independent and many want the ability to choose the tools that they use and to choose the manner in which they serve their clients best. And, you know, at Kessler Financial, we allow them to do that. Excellent. Well, once again, Chris Chester, the Chief Operating Officer of Kestra Financial, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Toby. Thanks for listening to the Financial Planning Podcast. Please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave a review to let us know how we're doing. To keep up on the latest in wealth management, please also visit us online at financial-planning.com and sign up for our daily and weekly newsletters. We'll talk to you again soon.